Yo, yo, what it is? Welcome to Eldrin's Podcast, all you music fans. I'm Andy, I'm here as always, my good friend, dude. What's up, yo? Yo, what it is, man? How you doing? Oh, you know, shell-shocked, confused, lost. I can't believe it's June of 2020, the year (laughs) of shit so far. Oh, man, I know. So... (laughs) Can you believe it's halfway? Like at this point, I'm like, "Hey, can we get to can we get to December, January, get our shots, and uh, move on and start 2021?" Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to like to give me a shot so I can go into hibernation for the rest of the year. Oh, like. that would work too. That would work. Too. Holy cow! Huh, yeah, so, well, lots going on in the world, yeah. but uh, we're here to bring you some positive. Yeah. Vibes and some good music. Some distraction, some uh, entertainment, some things to focus on that uh, can help soothe the soul during these weird times. Anyway, anyway, so much for distraction right here. We are talking about this crap all over again. All right. Tell the people why we're really here. (laughs) We're here for the musics, the love of the musics. We got a half dozen, we got a six pack, you could say, of, of tasty records here picked out. Four new releases and two what we call old dogs from back in our catalogs. That's right. What are you? Uh, what kind of sh- what kind of stuff are we talking about on the show today? What kind uh, of- we've got some alt country, Afro pop, thrash metal, grunge. Ooh, grunge. That's a new album. Whoa. Rock Throwback. and post rock. So we're yeah, we've got a little variety there. Yeah, it's you know we we spend a lot of time. If you're new to the show, we do spend a lot of time talking about rock and. Uh, tangential uh, genres but we do branch out a little bit into some weird stuff too so yeah why don't we uh let's dig in and we're gonna go through some recommendations play some clips and talk about why we like these records so much so all right let's do it brother okay so we're kicking it off with some alternative country the band is american aquarium the album is lamentations and the song is The Luckier You Get. Alright, so that was American Aquarium from the album Lamentations with the song The Luckier You Get. Now, that song's kind of one of the more upbeat tracks on the album, wouldn't you say, Andy? Yeah, a little more rocky than the rest, I would say. So we talked about a year ago about an album by American Aquarium called Things Change. I loved it. I think Andy liked it as well. And this is their follow-up to that. Um, American Aquarium was formed in 2006. The band got their name from Wilco song. I think we talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And the lead singer guitarist is B.J. Bartham. Barham. We're going to talk about him a little bit because some of this is about him, right? So this album is kind of a reflection of society, but his life experiences, including his uh, dealing with drug addiction and how it's affected his family. This particular album. He, this is a quote, I wanted to write a record about the things that break us as human beings. He says, financial ruin, the loss of significant other, loss of a child, addiction, vices, divorce, all these things do appear on the record. And each song represents a different way that someone can be tested in their faith. 
not just in God, but in humanity, their faith in uh, people around them and in themselves. And it's kind of timely. This came out in May of mm. 2020, written and recorded before the world fell to pieces. There's a lot of reflection on all these things that we lament. And it's not, you know, there is financial ruin and all that has come with the pandemic. And then, of course, there are the social things happening now as well. I think it's self-reflective if you listen to it closely enough. There's just that theme throughout about the things that can break us and, and persevering. Uh, did you have any favorite songs on this one, Andy? Something stick out to you? I did, actually. The opening cut, Me and Mine, I thought was a really cool opener. Um, not only is the message irrelevant right now, you're talking about like frustrations and disillusionment, and, but it's also really beautiful. It's a pretty long opener for a record like yeah. this, like seven minutes, um, but it builds this beautiful crescendo, and I, I think it really sets a nice tone for the record. There's also another song on here that just kind of floored me that it exists, but made me feel positive about that exists. Um it's towards the end of the record called A Better South, in which it really kind of like, I don't know, rips into some of the, I guess, stereotypical ideals of, of what the South stands for. Yeah. I, I was really surprised to hear that, and I thought it was refreshing, to say the least. I think it's really kind of universal. This is one guy's take on things, but the way that he puts it, he's just a very good lyricist and vocalist, and the music supports it. So, yeah, so Shooter Jennings, we recently talked about on the show, he produced The White Buffalo, The Widow's Walk that we really liked. And he just, I think he brought a nice sensibility to this album as well. There's just a lot of reflective lament, lamentations here. And I, I, I highly recommend checking this out for anyone that kind of digs that Springsteen vibe. It's kind of got that, that, yeah. that earthy, yeah. modern day, this is America kind of a thing going. And, uh, it's worth listening to for sure. So check out American Aquarium's Lamentations. Yeah, I would echo that sentiment. I think it's a really cool record. I think it makes a lot of sense um, with where we're at today. Cool pick, man. Um, Thank probably you. my favorite of theirs so far. So what do you have for us to kick it off for you, Andy? Well, I have a pretty interesting record by a Canadian artist by the name of Lido Pimenta. My apologies if I'm mispronouncing her name. I have a habit of picking people with really yes, difficult names and <laughs> yes, you do. hard song titles. Um, but her record came out in April of this year entitled Miss Columbia. And it is a amalgamation of a whole bunch of interesting genres that we don't talk about too much on the show. So I wanted to feature it here. We're going to play a cut that features a bunch of cool sounds. This is track two from the album. It's entitled... S O K to Hases. Yeah, that's the way I'd say it. Let's let's play it. Let's <laughs> Alright, so that's a little taste of Miss Columbia by Lido Pimenta. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about her background, because she was new to me. But this is her third full length. She's signed to the record label Anti. Um, as I mentioned, she is Canadian. She has a heritage in Colombia. 
And so this record features a lot of different genres. Uh, there's definitely elements of dance, synth pop, Afro beats, and then some Caribbean specific genres that I wasn't even familiar with existed until I kind of dug into a little bit. Have you ever heard of uh, cumbia or poro genres, man? Me? You're talking to me? I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm like the least cultured person on this show between the two of us. So no, thank you for embarrassing me. I have not. Well, I guess you've heard a little dabbling of those now that you've heard this record. So the record itself, I would describe as being very defiant, uh, but also uh, rich and delicate. Uh, there's lots of different sounds going on. Each track is is very different from the, the previous. Um, the one consistent thing is her beautiful vocal, and it just soars through all these songs, I think, in, in a lovely way, and I find it very charming to listen to her voice, and that's kind of what drew me into this record. Um, it is like 99% in Spanish, so now that can be a turnoff for people. There's no subtitles included or anything. Um, <laughs> you know, with, I think- with today's technology, you'd think that you could have an additional track where there's a someone saying, you know, if they say a line, it's like, I love you, you know, under these. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, why, why can't Google put together a little bot to do that? That seems like something to be up there, Ali. Although it might be hard to listen to, you know. Yeah, Probably this, would ruin the record. Someone, yeah. This dude's voice in your ear. <laughs> Robotic voice. Yeah. You are very <laughs> special to me. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what did you what did you think, man? This is a little bit outside of your normal listening Something like this was foreign to me in more ways than one to listen to all the way through because I don't think I've ever listened to something quite like this. So yeah, it was it was cool to listen to. I'm not who knows what the future holds for things like this with me, but it was definitely a new experience and uh not an unpleasant one. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time I've heard a record along these lines too with this much I guess like Colombian or just like Latin vibe to it. So that's cool though. There's been a couple good records in this space over the last few years that have gotten more prominence in the U.S. So I think that's great. And, I, you know, it does help to get a little taste of their culture. I found it really enjoyable. I think it's a great record. Um, it's just nice. It's nice to remember sometimes that the world doesn't, not everything rotates around yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. As much as we like to be in our bubble, there are other things yeah. happening. Yep. So, yeah, once again, uh, the album is Miss Columbia by Lido Pimenta. All right, so my turn again, and this time we're talking another Canadian artist. Nice. But I suspect that these two probably would not share a stage. <laughs> they cross paths a lot. This is uh, Annihilator. The album is Ballistic Sadistic, and the song is Psycho Ward. All right, so that was Psycho Ward by Annihilator from the album Ballistic Sadistic. That came out in January of 2020. It's a little thrash metal, and this is a Canadian thrash metal band founded in 1984 by guitarist Jeff Waters. They're the highest-selling Canadian thrash metal group in history. I don't know. Hmm. Are they the only (laughs) Canadian thrash metal group in history? (laughs) No, there were more than that. 
this is our 17th studio album. I had not heard of them. I, I think I'd seen their logo before. Andy, did you had, were you familiar at all with Annihilator in the thrash metal world of the 80s? Uh, honestly, no. Yeah. I mean, it does fit that thrash template you'd expect by looking at, at their logo and the album art yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've been through many lineup changes. The only original member is Jeff Waters. I believe he's a singer on this. I mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. A fun thrash record. Did I smell a little Metallica? Sure. Lots <laughs> of shifting tempos and intensities. If you like thrash and you want something it's not it's not chock full of deep lyrics. It's mostly stuff along the lines of defeating enemies and getting justice and not being taken down. And that song Psycho Ward, to me at least sounded like people who are religious zealots belong in a psycho ward. That was my take on it. But, you know, these lyrics are very like 80s thrash stuff, not super deep. I mean, even the album cover. What did you think of that album cover, Andy? Oh, man. <laughs> Do you want to describe it for the people? Yeah, that so it? what I see is uh, there's a, you see two hands, a guy, a uh, man's hands yeah. with tattoos all over them and he's holding a key. Then you see a woman in with the chains around her wrists and she's holding up like a big metal box or something and she's got a furious look on her face. She's clearly been held captive and she is taking her freedom back. She's about to smash this guy in the head. It's a little, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's very eight, it's very eighties medley, and that could be a turnoff to some. I mean, in this digital age, most of the time people don't even notice the album art, but. It, that was one of the reasons I was slow to kind of even check this out. But when I looked yeah, at it more it was, closely, it seemed like it was her escaping, which is Right, preferable. right. I think <laughs> I, I agree. I think she is escaping. But I guess, why put that in your album art? Like, why have someone in bondage? And like, she's very overly sexualized, too. I, but I, anyway, I mean, yeah, it did kind of set a, a bad vibe for me just looking at that before I really heard the record. But I would agree with what you said. It's kind of... The lyrics are not super deep, but there's some good guitar soloing that happens here. I thought that was, you know, in this genre, pretty commendable. And uh, his vocals are awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would recommend this myself, but I'm sure thrash metal fans could probably. Get I would past recommend. Some of this stuff. I obviously I recommend it, but with caveats. If you enjoy thrash metal, you're looking for something of that '80s thrash style that isn't the same songs you've been listening to for 30 years. Then check mm-hmm. check out Annihilator, Ballistic, Sadistic, because it does feed that need. It does thrash, that's for sure. Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right. So well, I brought it to the 80s. You're taking us to something that might feel yeah, like the 90s. This is kind of a 90s record up next here. We're talking about the Chicago-based four-piece Milk Belly. It's M-E-L-K Belly. I think that's a reference to in some uh, Midwestern states, people pronounce the word milk, milk. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm completely guessing, but I saw no, milk, that, milk belly and I was milk like, belly. <laughs> Yeah. See, I wouldn't get that here on the East Coast, but they do reference the Midwest quite a bit on this record. So you could be right, man. They're from Chicago. so There you go. The record is uh, entitled Pith. It came out in April of this year. We're going to play a cut. You know, about two-thirds of the way through the record, this is... Stone your friends. Stone your 
Alright, so that was the song Stoner Friends off the album Pith by Melt Belly. Uh, yeah, so they're Chicago Four Piece. Uh, this is their second studio album. Yeah, they're really pairing, like, oh, I guess I would say, like, grunge or kind of like heavy rock style from the 90s with like a noise rock maybe a little bit more modern sound there really fuzzy Mm -hmm. really distorted lots of sludgy songs here that kind of just plot along um but then it does speed up at times and it gets kind of to a frenzied pace at times like there's a couple songs on here that are actually pretty upbeat and quick feels like a very alive record you can tell like they're really like bashing the hell out of these drums and <laughs> you can yeah. sense them probably destroyed a few guitars in the recording process here it sounds real yeah real is a good word it's not like there's not a lot of studio magicry going on here thank god trickery excuse me i gotta tell you man nice yeah. nice find you like this one huh yeah uh usually you know at best i'm like oh, i'll check it out again sometime <laughs> and i don't but this one is making playlists for sure. This is some cool stuff. Oh, wow. Brings cool, me man. back to my youth. You were hearing this kind of stuff for a nerd like me for the first time, being like, oh, my God. Yeah, nice, man. It reminded me a lot of, um, what was that group? Veruca Salt. Remember Actually, them? I was going to say that because I saw Veruca Salt back in the day um, when they were big on their hit Seether. Yes, Seether was a big one. Yeah. They had a really good record that, that was featured on, and I kind of thought they were, you know, underappreciated. They were for the great time. live too. Yeah. Yep. I, cool. I was a little club, hung out with the band and stuff. It was a fun night, and I did think of Ruka Salt. I didn't want to bring it up because I thought you'd say, "What the hell are you talking about, man?" So cool. Yeah, that was yeah. my first thought when I heard it. It's a really cool record. So I mean, a lot of the songs, excuse me, are pretty quick. You know, two or three minutes long, like you might expect. But there's like one or two that they jam out. In, a, in an interesting way, like kind of like almost like you'd expect like a Sonic Youth song to uh, unfold, mm-hmm. which I love. Lots of noisy feedback and droney sounds. And uh, yeah, so there's a little jam in, but a lot of the songs are pretty straightforward, kind of grunge vibe going on. So I mean, if you're into like that, it's pretty dope, pretty dope. So a little shot of nostalgia, but some cool kind of other ideas tossed in there too. It's nostalgia. And you. New style. I'll do it. Dude, that's something we should keep. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, Milk Belly, and the album is Pith. All right. Let's, uh, let's call in the dogs. Old dogs. All right. So, my old dog album is actually from 2008, but the band was formed in 1990 and best known for their activity in the 90s. This is Blind Melon. The album is For My Friends, and the song is Make a Difference. So that was Blind Melon with Make a Difference from the 2008 album For My Friends. Uh, Blind Melon's an American rock band formed in 1990, best known for their 1993 uber hit, No Rain. 
They enjoyed uh, critical and commercial success during the 90s. I was a fan, particularly of their first album. And they kind of had this neo-psychedelic alternative rock take. Were you a uh, Blind Melon boy or were you a little too young? Uh, I appreciate them. I like that kind of like laid back West Coast vibe they got going on. Well, oddly enough, the many of the members are from Mississippi and uh, the original singer Shannon Hoon was from Indiana. So, um, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they based in uh, Los Angeles? Well, like yes, they were California? all they were all guys that moved to Los Angeles to go make it. As uh, you know. I see, for the for the yeah. craft. Yeah, but Shannon okay. Hoon uh, grew up in the same town as Axl Rose and knew him. So okay. when he moved to L.A., that's how he got his foot in the door. Was doing some backup vocals on uh, "Use Your Illusion" one and two. <laughs> oh, interesting little tidbit there, yes, man. Yes. Huh. So. Yeah, I could get into a whole thing about them, but they, <laughs> they. So after he died in 1995, the rest mm-hmm. of the band tried to move on and find a new singer. They gave up in '99, and then they formed Unified Theory. A bunch of them. Yeah, we talked about that record a little while ago. Uh huh. And that was a s- sort of spacier, more adult take on the Blind Melon sound. Fast forward to 2008. This uh, guy named Travis Warren was looking for producers and two of the guys from Blind Melon used to produce albums together. So they were working with him on his own solo thing and then they said, hey, what? maybe you've got the kind of vibe we want for Blind Melon. Let's do this. So they started back up and released this record. I really liked it. I would like it even if it wasn't Blind Melon. I just think they're good songs and I like his voice and I like the whole thing. What did you think, Andy? I liked it too, actually. Um, it's really polished and complex and a little bit more i guess adult than i would um, absolutely expected by Mel. yeah it kind of you know we listened to that strokes record <laughs> a couple shows yes. ago maybe yes it's similarly like similarly grown up in the way that the strokes kind of evolved like i feel like they've evolved a lot or matured maybe is a better word uh it's good it's really good like i i love the vibe they have travis sounds fits the role like yep. it sounds a little bit like shannon at times i guess you know, they sound like a different band. They've, yeah. It's like 20 years later. It's, yeah. It, it, and yeah. Same, all the but. member, the other members, the rest of the band, the other four guys had grown up and they were in their forties probably by this point, at least late thirties. Right. He was quite a bit younger. They disbanded for a little while after this. And, but now they, they've been touring, they play live here and there, but they just haven't pushed it really hard. I, hmm. uh, they might release an album this year. They've been working on some songs on Instagram. They were mentioning that they're going to try and get For My Friends available on all the streaming platforms. So they should. Uh, it they might should. be a challenge to find it right now. You can probably get the CD for cheap on Amazon or something. But yeah, dude, solid, catchy songwriting, songs about relationships, loss, addiction, or friends and family. There's probably there's songs that reference Shannon um, there and, and his tragic death. And there's songs like Make a Difference that I had, I've had, the reason I got back to this album was all this stuff going on in the world, that song kept popping in my head. All right, nice. You know, and uh, there's only, I can't fix everything, maybe I can do one or two things. Right, right. Yeah, it's very positive and kind of uplifting in general. I think it's it's great to have that. It feels a little bit, not nostalgic, but like you said, it does kind of tie back to the 90s a little bit with the band name and yes. just the kind of like the lyric content. I, I went bit. and uh, I saw them on this tour. Oh, okay. 
They were good, really good. Um, it was weird to see a bunch of children, you know, like late teens, early twenties kids there, because I was like, what? <laughs> right. Well, I was like, I was your age when they were when I saw them the first time when in the nineties, you know. So it was a little, <laughs> wow. a little. I felt a little like the dad <laughs> at the show, <laughs> me and my wife. Uh, but it was fun, yeah. and they sounded good, and they did the old songs pretty well, also. And so, anyway, if you if you like this kind of music or like Blind Melon and hadn't didn't know this happened, you should check it out. Regardless, it's just a good kind of rock alternative, positive vibes, folky, blues rocky sort of blend that uh, is worth your time. So, For My Friends by Blind Melon. Cool. Nice pick, man. All right. So, I'm also kind of dabbling in the 90s here with my selection for my old dog record this time around. Talking about a post-rock group from Scotland by the name of Mogwai. No, this is not Gremlins related. This is uh It's not. That's disappointing. Serious guitar music here. Uh, the album is entitled Young Team. This came out in 97. We're going to play a cut from the middle of the record. This is called Summer Priority Version. All right, so that was a little taste of summer off the album Young Team by Mogwai. Um, yeah, so this is their debut full length. Um, there's six piece out of Scotland, I believe Glasgow, if I remember correctly. Um, and they were just a group of friends who liked kind of getting together and jamming out and decided to, quote, create serious guitar music, which I think they successfully did, especially on this record. This really came to like, to find the post-rock genre, I would say, which is largely includes just like rich layered guitar noise, pretty minimal vocals on this record here. Some more use of like field recordings and like interviews to kind of help create a vibe and atmosphere for these really long, rich guitar passages to kind of live in. They're probably most well-known, at least at this point in their career, for like that very loud, soft dynamic. So you'll have like really quiet, pretty passages and then all of a sudden they'll just turn to complete 180 and loud crushing guitars and drums will come in and it definitely keeps your attention i would say yeah especially for <laughs> instrumental largely instrumental yes because you know that can be a struggle for me mm -hmm. was this there were moments on here that were very late 90s smashing pumpkins to me oh that's funny yeah i've been singing smashing pumpkins lately in my head i wonder if that's Tendentially related somehow. That my... guitar just has that Billy Corgan sound to it. And that's part of what caught my ear to begin with and kept me interested, even though I'm like, where are the words at? And then I hear some, <laughs> I'm like, wait, do I hear voices? Wait, is that some sort of interview? What's happening? But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely for instrumentally based stuff. Very cool. I'd heard of Mogwai before. I noticed it because of the name of the band. I never, ever have heard their music. Okay. The name of the band with the Gremlins reference is why I remembered it at all. Okay. Well, glad you liked it. Um, 
yeah there's there's a couple little vocals here and there but it's very minimal later in their career they would start to sing more and kind of flush out their sound to get away from this post-rock vibe but i think on this record in particular it's very strong there's an awesome awesome song if you listen to one song on the record the last track there magwai fear satan i think is something to behold um something they end up playing a lot on their live shows i think it's it's pretty epic worth your 17 minutes of time if you if you got a few seconds to spare so yeah definitely influenced my music taste quite a bit i was pretty young and impressionable at the time this record came out and i remember really uh taking to it quite a bit so yeah uh once again the album is entitled young team by mogwai and this came out in 1997 Uh, give it a listen All right, so that brings this whole thing to a close. That's six album recommendations down and 600 to go throughout the rest of the shows we record. Right, Andy? (laughs) (laughs) It never ends. We should count up how many recommendations we've made over the course of these. Oh, my gosh, right? 108 shows. Yeah, so thanks for listening for sure, and tell us what you think of these records or what you would recommend. You can email us, podcast at albumnerds.com. Word up, yeah. If you want to do us a solid, um, best thing you could do is just leave us a review on iTunes. Helps get the show brought to a wider audience, which would be great. And in the meantime, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Album Nerds, and be sure and follow the dude at Album Nerds Dude on Instagram. Please do. And, you know, we don't talk about it much, but go check out the beautiful website, albumnerds.com, that uh, Andy has lovingly designed it, all of our shows are there you can comment um and it just it looks great i was on there the other day and andy it is spectacular all right so oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for listening to the album nerds podcast we'll catch you next time all right see ya thanks for listening